Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this game. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, back in on your home for the Cardinals, KMOX. Kevin Wheeler hanging with you on a Friday night. Talking more baseball. And again, more baseball. Not not labor stuff. I feel like I wrapped up my thoughts on the labor dispute uh, in the very first segment today. We're past it now. It's over. Uh, none of the rest of this stuff moving forward really impacts us unless some of these things go terribly wrong in the next five years and they have to do this all over again in five. But I hope not. I think I think you know they wound up finding a good enough middle ground. And uh, you look, the, you, there's just not a way to force teams to spend money without a floor and you're not getting a floor without a cap and the players don't want a cap. And by the way, I don't, I don't think the owners want a camp. I really don't I think they say they do, but if they have to, if they do that, then they have to commit to a percentage of revenue shared. And why would they want to do that when they have the best of both worlds right now? Anyway, that stuff's gone. We're talking about on-field stuff. And I wrapped up last hour with a couple of quick thoughts on the designated hitter. And I'm not, I'm not locked in on this. I'd be happy if a Nelson Cruz showed up in Jupiter in a few days or somebody along those lines. I'm not going to be as psyched if it's a Colin Moran. Although if you're bringing in Colin Moran to be your bench bat, all right, that's cool. I can, I think, you know, the idea of a lefty, a veteran lefty bat for the bench is a good idea, but he'll probably have opportunities for more playing time elsewhere than having to take a job like that. But I think that, you know, the, I, I I'm, I'm on board, not because of money. I don't care. Again, I don't, I'll, I'll spend the team's money all day, every day. I don't care about that. But I do think at some point, you have to open up the opportunity for players to show you what they can do. And you've got two, you've got one guy that you saw a bit last year in Lars Nootbaar who looks like he can play a little bit. Good athlete, got some pop. I don't know how good he is. But again, some of these things you got to find out. I think you have to find out about Juan Yepes. I mean, when it, when a guy has the kind of year that he had at AAA last year, and it wasn't all at AAA, but it was mostly at AAA. I mean, it's a dude hit 27 home runs. At some point, you know, he's the right age. He's he's had a big year. He had a, he had a big performance in the Arizona Fall League. He was the best or second best hitter in the Arizona Fall League with all kinds of top prospects out there. If you're not going to clear the deck and give him a chance this year, when are you going to do it? 
I mean, again, this is not about money. To me, this is about maximizing what you have in your system. And when you see a guy have a breakthrough year like he did and hit 27 home runs in 111 games, I mean, think about that. 27 home runs in 111 games. Full season in the minors is 140. Full season in the majors, obviously, if you're an everyday player, somewhere between 130 and 150. So in what would be considered, I mean, he only had 367 at-bats, man. You know, over 500 at-bats, that's almost a 40 home run pace. I'm not saying he's going to be that. What I'm saying is, at some point, you're going to have to find out. And he's the right age. He's got some other good traits aside from the power. Hit for a decent average. Draws good number of walks. Doesn't strike out at a ridiculously high rate. Don't you need to find out if that guy can do it? You're not going to find that out in three weeks of spring training. And then, of course, you also have the Nolan Gorman factor. Does he blow you away in these three weeks of spring training and be like, well, we got to take him with us. And even if he doesn't do that, if that guy goes down there and crushes for a month or two at, at Memphis, you've got to have some place for him to come in and play. And it won't mean just to totally displacing Tommy Edmond. I think they want him to play a lot. And the dude won a gold glove last year. I mean, you're talking about an elite defensive player. So in this particular case, I'm not sweating whether they go outside the organization or not. I mean, yeah, you know, look, we'd all love Kyle Schwarber, a sure thing, 35 homer bat. But he's going to get a big multi-year deal. It's going to be more than you're going to want to commit when you look at, you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado locked up long-term, Yepes and Gorman on the the runway. Who knows how fast Jordan Walker is going to go. I mean, look at what he did last year as a 19-year-old. You know, you don't you don't want to get all these people crammed up. Their Burleson's going to be at Memphis this year. He's another guy with a big bat. I don't think you want to worry about that now. Now, I will say this. This is something that has been one of my criticisms of the team in recent years, and I and I think it's a fair one, that in season, there needs to be more urgency when it comes to making an adjustment when something's not working out. So if this whole thing with, you know, seeing what Yepes can do or Newt Bar or Gorman, or if that whole thing doesn't work, it's something you're going to need to address in season. June or July, you need to address it and go out and get a bat that can fill that hole because everybody else has an extra bat too. So you're going to need that spot to be productive. Now, I think some combination of those guys will get it done. I like those players. That doesn't mean I know they're going to work out. They, we don't know, but you have to find out. Now, here's the thing that's critical to me is making sure that the pitching is what you need it to be. The offense was not the problem last year. And yeah, look, the first half, the offense wasn't good. The second half, it was really good. And it was really good on the road. And most of the bad numbers that you saw were because of Bush Stadium. But most important thing is you got to have the pitching staff right. That's what did you in last year. What did you in last year was not having enough starting pitching depth, and the guys that you did turn to for depth weren't ready or able to give you what you needed. So you're going to have to make sure you've got all that covered this year. So let's take a look at what we just talked about. We talked about the the addition of Drew Verhagen. Gives you a, a swing man, somebody that can start, somebody that can be a multiple inning relief pitcher to go with the five starters that you know that you have lined up, assuming that they're healthy. And we'll find out as we go through the spring. 
We've also got to figure out what it's going to look like with Jordan Hicks and Alex Reyes. Team talked about those guys coming in, preparing as starters, getting a chance to build up some innings. I don't know. How how do they get used? Are they openers? You know, when you've got a condensed schedule and you're going to be playing some double headers and all that. I mean, it's going to be, there are going to be some periods of time this year where the schedule is tight and you're going to want to be careful with a lot of your arms because you're not getting a full spring training to build up. So do you use Hicks and, and Reyes in some to- sort of tandem? Do those guys become openers? Do they are, are they the guys that you bring in, let's say early in the year, whoever, Dakota Hudson, is not ready to throw 100 pitches. He's not ready to go six innings. Maybe he goes four and a third. Well, maybe you go to Reyes for two innings or three innings there or Hicks for two or three innings there. But you got that flexibility with the way that they're being built up in the spring. You know that you've got Gallegos to close. You know that you've got Hannes' Cabrera, who, by the way, can do that same thing I just mentioned with Hicks and Reyes or work at the back end of the bullpen. You know, Helsley has got a lot of talent. Coming off an injury, you know, again, not a, not a sure thing, but definitely a guy that when he's on his game is a very talented guy for the for the back end of the pen. You've got a lot of guys there, but I do think that the next piece of business is another proven relief pitcher. Somebody that's a veteran name, somebody that's been around a bit who can work in the seventh or eighth inning or hell, maybe even close occasionally and give you a little bit more stability because you're going to need all of these guys with the way the season's going to be. You know, you're going to have the first six games of the season moved to later in the year, again, as doubleheaders, taking up off days, and that's going to be a spot where you're going to need some extra dudes. You're going to have people that get hurt. You're going to need all of these guys. But another person, and you know, we've heard the common names that have been mentioned. Colin McHugh, well, it sounds like his marketplace is really hot, though, so I'm not sure that one's going to work out. But we've heard Ryan Tapera, who's been really good as a setup man. Uh, been men- there's been mention of Joe Kelly, of course, before the lockout. I don't know what his market's going to be. But somebody like those guys that can pitch in the seventh or eighth inning and maybe occasionally pitch in the ninth inning on a day where, where Gallegos isn't ready to close. And you can still, depending on work, recent workload and circumstance, you can still have guys like Reyes or Hicks get the occasional save, just depending on, on how it's going. But teams are going to have to be really, really vigilant about managing pitching. And once we get going, you know, I mentioned this earlier, it sounds like the two sides are talking about maybe expanded rosters at the beginning of the year, you know, 28-man roster, an extra pitcher. But when they get into the meat of the year, let's say May 1st, there's a limit on pitchers. You cannot have more than 13 pitchers on your staff, which it's funny because, you know, like 20 years ago, you'd be like, 13 pitchers? Nobody has 13 pitchers. Everybody had 11 pitchers. Well, now it's 13 because the bullpens are used more aggressively. I do think another proven relief pitcher would be a big deal, like a really big deal. This is, an, this is a year with, again, the questions you had. I mean, think about the guys that last year were hurt that didn't have full years, and what can you expect of them this year? How many innings can you get out of Hudson this year after missing most of last year? How, do you get, how many can you get out of Michaelis or Flaherty? I don't know. And that I don't know part isn't, isn't automatically a negative. It might be a good answer. It might be a, wow, they were awesome. But you got to plan for needing the depth, hence the Verhagen signing. We know that Matthew Libertor will be a guy that you keep an eye on throughout the course of the year. And again, Oviedo and Woodford. 
But another yes in the back end of the pen, another late-inning guy with some experience would be really good. And, you know, I think a bench bat makes a lot of sense, too. Somebody that can do a little bit better job of that lefty bat off the bench than what Matt Carpenter was able to do last year. I don't know that that's Colin Moran because I think somebody else might give him a shot at more playing time. Maybe it's Brandon Donovan, though. You know, he's not really what you call a top prospect. He's not viewed like, like uh, you know, like Gorman and Walker are. He's not one of those guys, but maybe a good dude who can play a bunch of positions all over the field and swings the bat well, doesn't strike out a lot. Or maybe you let him have a little more time at Memphis and you bring in a veteran to do that job. We'll see. But I think those are the kind of the biggest needs. Let's do a quick hitter on a couple of baseball things that are happening around the league right now. We've had a few free agent signings. Uh, we've got some other rumors that are out there. We'll touch on those. And then after that, I want to get a little college basketball in the mix here on KMOX. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Stupid microphone keeps falling. I swear to you guys, it's not my fault. There's a loose screw, and I know I've got a few of those, too. And then every once in a while, the microphone just goes bloop and slides down. That's When you hear that noise, that's what that is. That's not me making a noise. And I'm not making it happen. But that's what's happening. All right, let's do a few more baseball things. I do want to spend a little time 
um, on the Conzo Martin firing and the Billikens advancing. Uh, probably want to get a little bit in on the Blues a little bit later on in the show as well. Um, also, some big stuff in the broadcasting world. You see this? Joe Bucks leaving Fox to go to ESPN to do Monday Night Football with Troy Aikman. Hmm. You know. See the rumors about Bob Costas, too? Maybe he's sliding in where Joe Buck was with Fox? Hmm. I said, hmm. Interesting. We've already had a bunch of changes in the broadcasting world here lately, especially with football guys. Uh, anywho, that might come up later, but I don't know for sure. I wanted to do a little more baseball. We got some stuff that's happening around the league today that that's interesting. Not as ma- I thought there would be a little bit more of a flurry of moves. I thought we'd be looking at you know more stuff happening right when free agency opened, but certainly um, that hasn't really been the case. The Cardinals actually made the first move with bringing in Drew Verhagen. Um, and, and that's and again, it's a it's a practical, pragmatic move. It's not mind blowing or super exciting, but it makes some sense when you're looking for depth and they need it based on last year. Um, but we also saw today Clayton Kershaw's back with the Dodgers. No big, no shock there, right? I mean, there was some rumor about him going back to pitch for uh, the Texas Rangers because it's his hometown, and that would make some sense. But I mean, it also makes more sense to wrap up your career with the same team you've been with the entire time. And oh, by the way. <laughs> They're just one of the, they're just the annual favorite to win the World Series. So yeah, you probably want to be with that team. So that happened today. Um, Carlos Rodon has a new team. He got a two-year deal from the San Francisco Giants. It has an opt-out after 2022. So it's only a two-year deal if Rodon wants it to be a two-year deal. But he gets a two-year contract. And uh, how about this? You know, there's been a lo- there's been a good bit of buzz. Uh, even going back to pre-lockout days, a good bit of buzz about the Cubs maybe having interest in Carlos Correa. I don't think the move they made today would prevent them from getting Carlos Correa. Maybe this is just an insurance policy. But they signed Angelton Simmons to a one-year deal today. The Cubs did. $4 million. Now, that's not so much money that you couldn't make him a bench player. And we don't know what they talked to him about. And when you're talking to him, are you saying, hey, we want to bring you in to be our starting shortstop? Are you saying, hey, maybe you'll be our starting shortstop and maybe you'll be a bench guy too? Because I don't I don't see I don't see Carlos Correa coming in and moving positions. I mean, he's a shortstop. And by the way, he was a really good one last year, too. He's a good defensive player, obviously the big bat. So that's interesting. We've got buzz tonight. John Morosi tweeted this a little bit ago that the Dodgers are heating up their talks with Freddie Freeman. I can't believe the Braves are going to let him walk. That's just criminal. You know, we we you know the Braves are the one team in Major League Baseball where we get to see their books, and they made more than a hundred million dollars in profit last year. Like that was their take home for the for the ownership group, which is Liberty Media. And you're going to let a franchise icon walk after you just won the World Series? One of the best hitters in the sport? And you're just going to let him walk? That's terrible. That's the danger to me of, of corporate ownership in sports. Because, you know, to a human, right? I mean, to human beings, they can understand that emotional side. You know, when you have an owner who is invested, you know, Bill DeWitt Jr., uh, you know, Hal Steinbrenner, you know, Steve Cohen with the Mets. Like, you got owners that are invested in, 
you know, the the team itself and trying to win, that's a different thing than a company that's just like looking at it like it's, hey, bottom line, baby, that's all we care about. But Freddie Freeman apparently uh, close with the Dodgers. That's fascinating. And, and look, the Dodgers will make everything work because they move people around, right? I mean, Cody Bellinger can play all over the outfield. When Max Muncy's healthy, he doesn't have to play first base. He can be a second baseman. The DH is there now, so Muncy can, you know, Muncy had the the UCL injury, the elbow injury. So even when he comes back, he might need to be the designated hitter. Plus, they still have Chris Taylor and Gavin Lux and all these guys. I mean, the, the Dodgers have the flexibility to bring in anybody. And Freddie Freeman is a is a SoCal native, if I remember correctly. So got that happening right now. I I, I meant to mention this earlier, and I didn't. And I'll give a little tip of the cap to my buddy Ben Boyd. He's working with the Cardinals now, and he texted me uh, a little bit ago the uh, the tweets that are coming out about uh, Albert Pujols having some some suitors out there. Three suitors were were reported by Mark Feinsand, but there are also a couple of guys that mentioned three teams, specific teams, that might have interest in Albert Pujols. One of them was the Mariners. One of them was the Rockies, interestingly. And the other one listed was the Cardinals. Hmm. Might be a discussion we need to have next week if that conversation's still going on. I'm not... I, I am definitely not down on the idea. But I do think that that's a player that... Might be something that kind of jams up what you're trying to do with some of those other guys that I listed earlier. But you know, if he's going to produce, that's that's you know that's the different thing. Plus, you know, with Albert, this it's more than just the numbers. I mean, it, it's about the story. It's about closing the book, closing the you know the you know, closing out his career. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't I can't remember if I don't think he said that this is his last year, but it's at least you know a very good likelihood considering his age. You know, he's 42 now. He's coming up on 700 homers. I, I, it's going to be tough to en- envision a scenario where he gets to that. He's at 679 right now. It's going to be hard to see that many home runs this year to me. Because at this point, he's really playing much more like a platoon bat. Now, let's let's talk about that, though. But like, because in 2019, his platoon splits were really good. He crushed lefties. Before 2019, the splits weren't all that exciting against lefties. But again, I think more recent numbers probably tell us the tale. And against lefties last year, he had a 900 OPS. 13 home runs in 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 136 at-bats. So if you're you're looking at somebody that is a DH against lefties, a righty bat off the bench to come hit tough left-handed relievers, I, I, I can see it. I'm not sure that I believe it. <laughs> I'm not sure that I think it's a better option than what you have. But as a lot of my friends have reminded me, you can't forget the story side of it either. You can't forget what he did here before, what that would mean for for a fan base that loves that player. And I, again, I, I, it's going to be really hard for me to see a scenario where he hits 21 home runs this year to reach 700. But I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, if you if you look at his recent seasons, when you know he he only hit 17 home runs last year, but 17 is not that far off of 21. 
But if you're looking at him as a platoon guy, I mean, like he's not good against righties. I mean, we, we've seen that now for a number of years. Right-handers have had his number. I just thought that was interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's a real thing or not. And I am not, uh, that, that's not the move I would make. But I'm also not like down on it. I wouldn't, if the, if the Cardinals made that move, I wouldn't think, oh, what a terrible idea. <laughs> it's not, that's not the way I would look at it. Because you do have to have a bench and you do want to have, you know, if, if, if Ali Marmol is going to be more interested in playing the matchups and maybe playing platoon splits and things along those lines, having people who can do those things well, whether it's a righty that hits lefties or a lefty that hits righties, having those kinds of players certainly wouldn't hurt. If you're going to play that, if you're going to play that matchup game. I still, I, I am curious about what you're going to do. I guess your lefty bat off the bench could be Lars Newtbar, but you know, I'm assuming they're going to want to get him some DH time too. I don't know. We'll see. They've got some flexibility that they can play around with. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that that's gonna that that's gonna happen, but I I can see it, and I can certainly see it from uh, a fan service point of view, right? I mean. If if you want happy fans and you want people to maybe buy some tickets here and there that might not otherwise, I mean, that's not a bad way to go about it. Now, the question is, what kind of role is being promised? And I, I think we know. I mean, look, I think what we saw with the, the Dodgers do with Albert last year made a lot of sense. Because if you're playing on the short end of a platoon, number one, it's not as much wear and tear on your body, and we know that's an issue for Albert is the wear and tear on his body. If right-handed pitchers are giving him trouble, we might as well just put him out there against the guys he's having success against. And with the DH, it's not as difficult to make an in-game sub, right? So let's say he, you got a left-handed starter on the mound. Albert gets two at-bats. Righty comes in. All right, boop, switch. You don't have to worry about doing anything double switch-wise or saving pinch hitters for later or anything like that. You can just make that move. So that gives you a little more flexibility, and that might make some sense in that regard. You know, we look at it with starting pitchers, right, where you might say, okay, midway through the game, he's going to be out of there, and doesn't matter if he can go three times through the order. Well, maybe it doesn't matter if Albert can can take four quality at-bats or handle right-handed pitching. Hey, maybe, maybe two at-bats in the first four or five innings is enough to get a big swing of the bat, to get a little production, and then you counter that with the with the platoon swap as the game goes along. The Dodgers have done plenty of that. A, few, a lot of the other analytics-minded teams have done plenty of that. So that's, we'll just keep an eye on it. I'm not sure it's the, uh, the best solution, but it's a solution, and it certainly has its draws, and it certainly has the tug of the heartstrings. All right, next up, let's do a little college basketball. Good day for the Billikens, bad day for Conzo Martin. And what's next for Mizzou? That's next on KMOX. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Hi, right, back in on KMOX. We've done mostly baseball today, but there's other stuff happening in the world of sports. Uh, it's it's March Madness, so we've got college basketball conference tournaments going on. Um, no, not anymore for Mizzou or Illinois. <laughs> Mizzou got knocked out by LSU. Uh, Illinois knocked out by Indiana today in the Big Ten tournament. Although Illinois, you know, again, it, what's that? What it, it's? I don't even think it's going to change their seeding in the NCAA tournament. So you know, not a big deal there. Um, but the Billikens advancing is a big deal. I, you know, they're, they're in a tight spot. They probably need to get, get at least to the A-10 final, probably win the A-10 championship. Uh, but they're in position to control their own destiny going into the semifinal tomorrow against Davidson. And we'll have that for you here on KMOX tomorrow at noon uh, with the pregame at 1145. But the big story in all of this is not, you know, who's going to the big dance and who's not, who's advancing and who's not. The big story tonight is that Conzo Martin is out at Mizzou. No big surprise. Um, th- th- it was a bad year. And, you know, look, it, he this microphone is absolutely killing me. It just keeps on sliding around. You know, it, the, the, the Conzo Martin thing is not... I'm trying to think of the right way I want to put this. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have the feel... I'm not a Mizzou fan, so maybe it does to somebody that has an emotional interest in, to, in it as opposed to somebody that like me that's just following it unemotionally. But it doesn't have the same feel as the Kim Anderson era. But this year kind of did at periods, at points, right? And a lot of games against good teams this year where they were just completely blown out. That's never a good sign. It's, you know, it's year five going into year six. This should be a time where you've got your players 
You should have your system in. And it's just, it's scattershot. And to only win 12 games, especially, you know, with some of the successes they had earlier, they weren't, and I know, look, some of that might have been a little smoke and mirrors. You know, I know you never got anything out of Michael Porter Jr. Jonte gave you a little bit there before the injury. But it just hasn't worked. And it's not, I don't think the entire time was an outright disaster, but this year was. And this is a big year for making a determination, right? You got a new athletic director. You're in a competitive conference. The SEC basketball conference has gotten a lot better and better than we thought it'd be, right? I mean, so the, the idea when Mizzou went in, right, is, all right, well, Mizzou's a pretty good basketball school. They should do well on the basketball side. Yeah, maybe it'll be a little tough for football. Well, the little tough for football part has happened. But the basketball part where you thought you could be more competitive hasn't happened. And today, I don't want to get too much into the names that they could look at, in part because some of them are still coaching, and it's not not that they care what I say, but it's hard to sort through. But let's just put it this way. Whoever comes in next has to be able to bring in enough players that are going to be – I mean, I understand that and I, I, I want to make I want to make sure I say this the right way because there have been good players at Mizzou in recent years, but not nearly enough. Not not complimentary players, and they need people that can make shots. So whoever comes in here needs to be able to get a couple shooters on campus pretty quick, and you need to be able to run. And this has been the knock. Look, the knock on on Conzo Martin at his previous jobs has always been about his team's offensive production and the offensive system that they run. You know, they've always been a tough team. His teams have always been tough when they're at their best. They're difficult defensive teams to play against, I mean. But the knock on him at Tennessee, the knock at Cal, was the def- was the offense. It was not, a, was not a system built for putting up big numbers on the offensive side. And look, basketball's a shooter's game at this point. I don't care what level you're at. It's about the shooters. You know, one of the things that makes Illinois really, really dangerous. Yeah, you got Kofi Coburn. You got the big boy in the middle that can dominate. But you got three guys that can rain down from the perimeter, too. And those two things complement each other really well. Play a little inside-out game. But you, I think there needs to be a clearer vision of what the program's all about from a stylistic standpoint. Like, what are we doing? And again, I'm thinking, I'm talking about offense. What do we do to, to increase offensive production? What do we do to get more shooters on campus? And look, we all know that recruiting is about the personality of the coach, the contacts the coaches have, but also their preferences come into play. You know, the, the, the type of player that they prefer is certainly a, a, a story in all of this. And I think that's where the change needs to be. You know, it's a, it, we see this in football, right, where you go from an offensive guy to a defensive guy. And a, but regardless of, what, you know, what the person's strength is, you got to be able to keep up on the offensive side. You've got to have guys that can fill it up. You've got to have guys that can shoot the basketball. Look, Billikens have those guys. I mean, SLU is a better team than Mizzou. 
I'm not sure that they would go through the SEC as well as they do the A-10, right? I'm not saying they'd be 12-5, and 12-6 and 6 in the SEC or anything like that. But I believe that that team would win more than 12 games than the 12 games Mizzou won this year if they played the same schedule. Could be wrong about that, but I don't think that I am. And obviously, that's a problem at the SEC level. You need to have SEC-level players. I know you can't always be good, but this was something that Mizzou is supposed to be good at coming into the conference, right? I mean, this was one of the areas where you had a chance. I don't want to say to assert yourself, but to be relatively consistent, to be a part of contending in the conference, making tournament runs, and it's it's not even close to being there. And I do like, I, I like Conzo Martin. I mean, I, I know it's not like we had him on the show all the time, but when he came on, he was always accommodating and friendly, always gave great answers. I think he's a good guy. I think he works his butt off. But whether it's just not a fit or his style is not not working in, in the in the way that you need, a, you know, you need a team, a program to be run at this point. But it, it, it's time. I don't like calling for jobs, but now that he's fired, I'm happy to say I think it's time. He's a good coach. He's had a good career already. I think he's going to get hired again somewhere. Maybe it'll be a little bit step down. I don't know, but I'm sure at some point he's young enough. He'll end up somewhere else, and he may be a great fit at that somewhere else, but the fit here isn't there now. And that bums me out because I was really hoping it was going to work for him. But now it's on the administration. And I'm sorry, I'm going to tease a little bit here. So if you're a Mizzou fan, please understand, I'm just kidding. But it always makes me laugh when I see these releases from a team like, a national search will begin immediately. Really? You mean you're not doing a local search? You're not going to be scouring the high schools <laughs> state of Missouri? You're not going to be looking at the greater Columbia area? You're not going to do just a Midwestern search? Like, come on. Who are you fooling? Of course you're going to look all over the place, but it just seems like one of those things that it, I don't know, it feels small time when a program says that as if people would assume if you don't say it's a national search, it's as if you think people would assume that, yeah, you know, we're just going to do a local search. <laughs> we'll see how it looks in the tri-state area. Of course, they're going to have a national search. It's an SEC program. That's the part you don't have to say out loud, right? And again, Mizzou fans, I'm just teasing. I want Mizzou to be good. This is a hire they got to get right because it's not been good enough for a very long time. Hang tight. We'll close out Sports Open Line next on KMOX. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. 
That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. left not a whole lot i've been i've been uh doing the old twitter search here like the last few minutes to see if anything news coming up uh in baseball and again i'm a little surprised that we haven't had a ton of uh a ton more moves yet i i, I mean I, maybe i shouldn't be maybe i'm just dumb for being surprised that it's been a little bit of a slow go so far but i mean they did just get this done yesterday so teams are trying to get everything else set up and players are still wanting to negotiate the biggest thing that's kind of buzzing right now is the freddie freeman to the dodgers uh again not not a done deal but the way it's being reported it could be a done deal tonight and essentially he's got a good he's got a good offer from the dodgers and we'll see if the Braves will match it or if he's even going to give them the chance. I mean, look, the Braves have had a chance to play this. And t- this guys, this is not this is not the Cardinals and Albert Pools. This isn't Freddie Freeman looking for a 10-year contract. You know, the the reports that that I've seen is he wants 6 years and the Braves want to give him 5. You know, when you're when you're in the Atlanta Braves and you're making 100 million dollars a year in profit, and you're not willing to go one more year on your best hitter. And by the way, on your franchise player, your most popular player. Well, yeah, I think he probably is, but it's probably close. I mean, Ronald Acuna is pretty popular too. I know they can make up for it. There's been talk that the Braves, if they lose out on Freeman, would trade for Matt Olson from the A's or something like that. And I'm not saying it's you know the worst baseball move, but I think it is a bad move when you take a popular hometown guy that's Again, not asking for what Albert was asking for. We're not talking about a guy that wants a 10-year deal at the age of 30, 31, 32. We're talking about a guy that wants a six-year deal. I believe Freddie is 30 right now. He's either 30 or 31. Also saw uh, that the the Cubs have been connected to the uh, Japanese free agent outfielder, Seiya Suzuki. I'm not sure. I mean, there are a lot of teams connected to him. It was like six or seven or eight teams connected to him as far as having interest in bringing him in right away to plug into the middle of the order. I think the Cubs are an interesting spot. 
You know, they did a little bit of a house cleaning last year. They helped out the bottom end, the lower levels of their minor leagues. They've got some young prospects that have some upside. I don't think they need to be the kind of team that totally goes back into the tank, though. Like, I don't don't see them being three years from being competitive. And if they can get, I'm, I'm a, that's why I was a little surprised at the Angleton Simmons deal today. I thought they would play a little heavier for Carlos Correa since there doesn't seem to be a super market for Correa right now. The Yankees don't seem to be interested in him because they've got two young shortstop prospects along, coming along and they don't want to block them, which is kind of stupid, isn't it? Like, I don't know. It actually, I don't actually think that's a, perfect fit for the for the Yankees I don't think that spending another big money deal on another right-handed bat is the right move for them especially when Aaron Judge is coming up on free agency soon but it's interesting that Correa had the best year of all those shortstops last year and might even have the best long-term upside given that he's a really strong defender and the middle of the order bat and it's kind of hard to figure out exactly which team is the right fit for him and I did. I actually thought during the lockout that the Cubs would be that team. Like they could do that move, kind of like they went early on bringing in uh, John Lester. Right? They went and got him before they were ready to contend. And you know, in the, in the case of the Cubs, you know, if you go get him now, all right, now you have your franchise player. You don't have to develop the franchise player. You don't have to go acquire him down the road at a higher cost or at the cost of some of your young players. And you're getting him, if you're getting him, it's on a long-term deal, so you'll have him around for a while, and you're not that far away from getting out of the Jason Hayward contract. I mean, you got some time, but you're not that far away. You'll have some of those bad deals, you know, some of those other ones coming off the books here in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what the Cubs are going to do. I'm also curious to see if the if the Brewers have anything else up their sleeves. That's all stuff we'll be talking about next week. Hey, coming up on Monday, we'll have a hell of a fun sports open line. We're going to have Amy Marks, course, and Chris Ranji joining me for a couple of hours. We just might go outside of sports a little bit, so hang tight. Oh, yeah, I know. It's scary. We'll have a good time next week, though, with baseball games starting one week from today. You guys have yourselves a great week, and we'll catch you again on Monday here on KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.